Welcome to Architecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Mike Shields, and I'm here with Tal Chalazin. He's a co-founder and chief technology officer of Innovid. Hey, Tal, thanks for being here. Hey, Mike. Hey, everyone listening. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Why did you build this business? What opening did you see? What products were you building then? And maybe let's get into where you are now. Of course. So since inception, we always focused on video and focused on bringing innovation into the video space, hence our name Innovid. Back in 2007, in the early days of YouTube, early days of Hulu, and early days of streaming TV altogether, we really were focused on doing technology for the video marketing space and always focused on the buy side. So those kind of underpinning focused areas has been the same since the beginning. We started by bringing creative capabilities into the video space, allowing marketers and, and their agencies to supersize a video and add different capabilities that are a much more digital focus, like interactivity and personalization into video, and then expanded a lot more and launched our ad server product, which is still a core to our offering. And then added more and more measurement capabilities. And now when you look at Innovid, again, similar story, clearly at a much, much bigger scale, we have a very strong ad serving capability used by a lot of marketers globally. And again, and their agencies solely focused on the buy side. And on top of the ad server, there are two other capabilities that rides. One is, uh, as I said, about different creative capability. You can, if a marketer choose to use that, you can uh, use our tools for better personalization of a video in the industry, uh, dubbed DCO, um, dynamic creative optimization. So different, different data-driven creative capabilities. And the second one, which we put a lot of efforts in, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about, is measurement, which again, I can explain a lot more, but maybe a, a slight point on that is measurement is a core tenant of an ad server. Part of the offering to clients by serving an ad, we are the system of record for billing. We are the main counter of ads. But that's just the beginning of our, of our journey in measurement, starting with just counting and then expanded to a lot more, which again, I'm sure we're going to talk more about. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned you work primarily on the buy side with marketers and agencies. Is there a typical customer? Are you working mostly with big traditional brands, with small businesses, DTC brands, all the above? What does that look like? Great point. Uh, because of our focus on video and not, not specifically video as a format, but more TV as a, as a viewing experience, we put our focus into TV advertisers. So we look at who are the large TV advertisers nationwide, and that's our target audience. Uh, so in the United States, 75% of all dollars in television are spent by the top 200 marketers. And so those are our core tenants. Again, I'm going to expand more as sure. we go as we go forward about our expansion, but that's, that's the core of our customers right now. So the top 200 marketers and their agencies. Is that very different than when you started when CTV was, you know, in the distance and it was, it was more of a web video focused company or not necessarily? Not necessarily. Uh, clearly the whole world shifted so much. Uh, even the term streaming and the term connected television was not, was not even available. But video was, since inception, was somewhat of an offshoot of television or an expansion of television. But clearly at a whole different scale and, and people didn't even think about it as a replacement at some point. But in terms of the type of customers, we always focus on the same type of customers. I wonder if you could share maybe a couple of customer examples. And I would love to, if you could walk through like a typical use case, and maybe, maybe you need to break that up, like a typical use case in terms of the creative optimization, typical use case in terms of ad serving or, or tracking or, or however, however it makes sense. Of course, just to name a few customer, uh, first of all, again, I'm, I'm using public data that we shared in our latest earnings is that 
uh, in the last quarter, we we onboarded very large marketers again across all the categories that I that I talked to earlier. But uh, marketers like Target, like Mercedes Benz, Sanofi, uh, CVS Pharmacy, um, all of those are are new marketers. Mondelez is another it's another name. All of them are are new to the Innovate platform, and they're they're joined with uh, hundreds of other marketers that are that are using Innovate. In terms of the the use cases. So again, the, the core use case, and that's the, the lion's share of the of, the, of users uh, on Innovate and the, and the biggest part of our product, and obviously revenue, is the ad server. What does that actually mean? That means that uh, a marketer or their agencies, I'm using those two because different customers or kind of hands-on keyboards are different teams, but marketers or, or their agencies are um, using Innovate as first and foremost to orchestrate their campaign. So that means that they start with uploading a video we have, a, we have a part of our product called an asset manager, which means that this is, uh, think about it almost like a Dropbox for creative files. So you upload a 30-second commercial, which is a, it's an MP4 file predominantly, where creative agencies are uploading. We have, we have many users of the Innovate system. So it, when I'm saying a marketer or someone like a CVS or Target, it doesn't mean that this is a single team. So it could be they allow access to many of the creative agencies to start the process uploading all of their all of their creative and the first step is Innovate will automatically encode that creative to all the different profiles which uh, is something like 50 different profiles in order to accommodate all the different destination that they would need to run so it could be streaming on a mobile phone on a wireless carrier with low bandwidth or it could be on an 8k tv on hulu uh, on a roku device or or whatnot that requires clearly a, a totally different version of a file so uh, you upload the files and we have different tools to see metadata of the file and get approval for that and see if, it's, if it has any issues with audio and with others. You can play with the normalizing different parameters and then we encode it to all the different specification. That's kind of the first part of the process. I'll fast forward it a little more so and then ask me any follow-up on that. But, uh, and then there, there are tools for, for campaign management, what is, what is called in the industry trafficking which is kind of a, a pretty poorly... Uh, Making sure ads name. get to the right spots. So exactly. It, it follows the script you've written for your, your bot. Exactly. The, the term that we use is essentially an assignment or mixing and matching. So you have a list of places where you bought your media. You can buy it programmatically or not. It could be TV networks, social networks, uh, different digital, digital sites. And now you want to assign different ad creatives to each and every one of those placements. So those, those five versions... Because there are uh, uh, with uh, English titles uh, and our more news focus will go to CNN. Those ten versions that are carrying a, a Spanish voiceover will go into Univision and and things like that, and all the rules associated with that. The output of all of that process is what is called a tag, which is a, a URL that will then go into whatever media destination. It could be a DSP, could be a ad server for a publisher, it could be different platforms. But that's the output of the campaign setup. Okay, so that, that you actually led me to a question because it sounds like you lay out, okay, these are all the different ads for all the different places and different size requirements, creative we're gonna, we're gonna need, and this will, these are the instructions of where they're supposed to go. Does that only work when a brand knows its media plan from the start? Or you can, can you plug into, where do you, where do you fit in terms of if a DSP is buying in real, if they're using a DSP to buy in real time and they're, and they're trying to find audiences and maybe don't exactly know what, where the plan is gonna look like until they're in the middle of it? So uh, that's a wonderful question. Uh, first of all, the media plan is always ready in advance. The question is uh, to what extent. 
meaning that there is an allocation of budget into a DSP that is a line item on a plan. So uh, I would use use the trade desk in order to target those type of audience and allocating X amount of dollars uh, for that. And I'm going to use those messages on the trade desk, maybe, maybe five different placements targeting different types of audiences. But still, it's, it's somewhat defined. It's not, it's not a, an absolutely open-ended and changes in real time. And then there is another line item that goes into YouTube because YouTube is not accessible through that type of a DSP. And then there's another line item that goes into Amazon, another line item that goes to NBC or Disney, part of a, a television upfront buy and things like that. So there is a media plan ahead of time. Some of them would be more well-defined, some line items will be a little less defined ahead of time, and then it goes to a programmatic platform that, uh, that has another targeting rules. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv.